Shalom, and welcome to this Northern Fire podcast. The title of this message is Break the Curse and Release the Blessing. Our Heavenly Father has shown me that the last three months of this year, 2022, are an opportunity for us as His sons, His saints, sons and daughters, saints, intercessors, as part of His ecclesia to break the curse that has been over the United States of America because of the abortion issue and Roe versus Wade. Since the time that our Supreme Court declared that the Roe versus Wade decision was unconstitutional, was a bad decision and bad precedent and bad law, our nation has declared that abortion is sinful Abortion is an abomination to our Father, and we as a nation are determined to move forward with life, truth and life. Now, because of sin, there is a curse over the United States, and because of this sin in particular, and it is time for us to break that curse. Let me talk to you today about how we're going to do that. In these last three months. Let me read to you from First Chronicles chapter 21. This is the incident near the end of King David's life where he was stirred up by Satan to take a census of Israel. This was sinful. It was not the will of Jehovah and it brought a curse. Actually it brought a plague upon the entire nation. And you can read the whole incident in First Chronicles 21. But after the plague was released and uh, 70,000 people died, uh, Jehovah sent the prophet Gad to David. Uh, Jehovah stopped the angel of death that was killing people right uh, as it was getting into Jerusalem. So if you think about it, if 70,000 were killed in all of Israel uh, and the, the angel of death had just gotten to the main city, how many would have been killed by the plague in the city. And here it is uh, in verse uh, 15. And the angel of Jehovah stood by the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And just before that it says, "And And God sent an angel to Jerusalem to destroy it. As he was destroying, Jehovah looked and relented of the disaster and said to the angel who was destroying, It is enough. Now restrain your hand. And the angel of Jehovah stood by the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. Now the angel of Jehovah, who was destroying with this plague, stopped. And we see later that he still had his sword in his hand, but he stopped by this threshing floor. And now it's being determined whether this angel will continue with the plague or stop and turn back. So as this angel is standing by the threshing floor, verse 16, Then David lifted his eyes and saw the angel of Jehovah standing between earth and heaven, having in his hand a drawn sword stretched over Jerusalem. So David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell on their faces. David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell on their faces. So this was a time of repentance. It was a time of national mourning over this plague that had been released, this curse. And David said to God, Was it not I who commanded the people to be numbered? 
I am the one who has sinned and done evil indeed, but these sheep, what have they done? Let your hand, I pray, O Jehovah, my God, be against me and my father's house, but not against your people, that they should be plagued. And I relate this to the Supreme Court decision in 1972 that uh, supposedly legalized abortion in America. Nine people made that decision. David, David here is saying, look, I've made the decision to number Israel. These people are innocent. Nine people, the Supreme Court, made a decision that affected our nation for 50 years and brought a curse on our nation. And so a very similar incident here. And in, a, in this respect, the Supreme Court this past June uh, repented. They repented of that. And so now there's an opportunity for us to step in here and stop the plague, stop the curse, and release a blessing. Verse 18, Therefore the angel of Jehovah commanded Gad to say to David that David should go and erect an altar to Jehovah on the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. So David went up at the word of Gad, which he had spoken in the name of Jehovah. And then I'm moving over to verse 26. And David built there an altar to Jehovah and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings and called on Jehovah and he answered him from heaven by fire on the altar of burnt offering. So Jehovah commanded the angel and he returned his sword to its sheath. So the decision was made. Up until this time, the sword of the angel was still out and he could have been released again to do more with the plague. But once David built the altar, once David made the offerings, and he called on Jehovah, then Jehovah told the, the angel, and the angel put his sword away and left. At that time, when David saw that Jehovah had answered him on the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite, he sacrificed there. For the tabernacle of Jehovah and the altar of the burnt offering, which Moses had made in the wilderness, were at that time in the high place in Gibeon. So here is King David and said the elders. Uh, so it's important that it was more than just David here uh, building an altar, erecting an altar. Uh, what is an altar? It's a place of sacrifice. It's a place of worship. It's a place of prayer. And it's a place of atonement through the blood. And what are these sacrifices? Well, there's a peace offering, uh, which is peace with Jehovah. And there's a burnt offering, and there are various burnt offerings. But I want to bring that into today and just instruct you here. Uh, by doing the same thing, uh, Jehovah is instructing us as elders, as saints, as intercessors, as those who go before him in this hour, uh, that we have a window of opportunity uh, to make a sacrifice, to build an offer, to make a sacrifice, to make intercession, to break this curse that is, I mean, it's been stayed. It's almost like in America, uh, the angel of death has been stopped, and but it still has its sword out. And we need to press through. Uh, there are elections in November. Uh, there's, a, there's a proposal on the ballot in Michigan uh, to uh, create a constitutional amendment that would legalize abortion in the Constitution of Michigan itself. And we have to say no to that. We have to say that will not pass and it will be uh, voted down dramatically and then other things. So uh, let me sh share these scriptures with you as we think about building an altar 
and uh, making sacrifices to remove a curse. First of all, it says in Romans 12, 1 and 2, I urge you, brothers, by the mercies of Elohim, to offer your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to Jehovah. This is your, the word in Greek is liturgos. Uh, we get our word liturgy from it, which is worship. Uh, the original word for liturgy isn't just some kind of rote uh, uh, worship service or order of service. Liturgos means to worship. So our worship is offering our bodies a living sacrifice upon the altar. Uh, so what's what's the altar? The altar is um, essentially uh, the throne of Jehovah. It is the heavenly Jerusalem in Mount Zion. Uh, it's the place in the heavens where we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And then in Hebrews 13, 12 to 15, it says this, Therefore, Yeshua also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. So here is Yeshua making a sacrifice on the altar of Calvary uh, with his blood, and he suffered outside the gate to sanctify us so that we could make acceptable sacrifices. Therefore, let us go forth to him outside the camp, bearing his reproach. In this sense, Yeshua is the altar. Let us go out to him and make a sacrifice. For here we have no continuing city, but we seek the one to come. Therefore, by Yeshua, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to Elohim, that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Where do we make a sacrifice? In Yeshua, at Yeshua, by Yeshua, with Yeshua. He is the altar that has been sanctified with his own blood. Now that we can make these offerings, and what are these offerings in verse 15? Hebrews 13, 15. Let us uh, continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. So the sacrifice of praise, so it's praise, and it's the fruit of our lips. It's prayer, it's intercession, it's praying in the spirit, it's taking the scriptures and making them into prayers that we lift up because we know that if we pray according to his word, he hears us and he answers us. So the, the altar is Yeshua uh, and the sacrifice is uh, our prayers and our praises. Now, just to remind you of a few scriptures on the power of our words. It says in Proverbs 18:21, life and death are in the power of the tongue. It says in Matthew 12, by your words you will be justified, by your words you will be condemned. It says in Mark 11:22, have faith in Elohim. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea. So the word to the mountain is what causes it to move. And then in Romans 10:12, it says, with the heart one believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There it is. With our mouth we can make confessions, we can pray prayers, give praises, and make decrees to break this curse and to release the blessing over America. So uh, part of the breaking of the curse is to continue in our repentance and to call forth the repentance that's already been done. And what's the repentance that has been done? Don't miss this. The Supreme Court in June of this year uh, reversed a decision. They repented. The Supreme Court themselves uh, turned and said the previous decision was wrong and unconstitutional. So there, there is a national repentance that has been done. 
this year. Let's take hold of that. Let's declare that before the heavenly uh, courts and let's continue the repentance uh, for not just the nation, where, where you live, your state, your county, and uh, confess the sins of uh, those that are around you and let's lift up the repentance in our areas. And then uh, simply say no to curses. I mean, curses, sin brings a curse. And, and so pray the blood of Yeshua over the sin that you see in your own life and your church and the area where you live. Pray the blood of Yeshua. And then how do you break a curse? You release a blessing. You say the opposite of what the curse is. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And so where others have been cursing, uh, speak a blessing. First of all, yourself, stop cursing America. Stop, stop cursing our government officials. I mean, it may be, what you're saying about them may be true, but when you're saying uh, uh, negative things, you're perpetuating the curse. It says in Romans 4 that Jehovah gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Read that in Romans 4. I'll get you the verse. Verse 17 of Romans 4. God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That's the blessing. He said to Abraham, when Abraham had no children, father said to Abraham, I have made you a father of many nations. So many nations came from Abraham before he ever had any children. So speak a blessing. Speak blessings. Call things that are not as though they were. Speak life. Uh, speak the scriptures over Michigan and over your state and over our nation. Now, let me give you some uh, blessings. Uh, these are scriptures. You can look them up, highlight them in your Bible, and read them out loud in your prayer time, and you will bless. In Galatians 3, 13 and 14, it says, Yeshua has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having been made a curse for us. For as it is written, cursed is everyone hung on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham may come to the Gentiles in Yeshua Messiah, and we might receive the promise of the Spirit by faith. So we're redeemed from all curses, and we're the blessing of Abraham now has been made known to us. So look that scripture up. Read it out loud. Here are three blessings upon Abraham. Remember what I just read from Galatians 3, the blessing of Abraham might come to us. We are, you know, again, Romans 4 said that we are all sons of Abraham through faith in Yeshua. So Abraham is our spiritual father, and his, the blessing on his life is on our life. So the first one is uh, in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Jehovah said to Abram, get out of your country, from your family, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Not just Israel is to be a great nation. We are descendants of Abraham and we are citizens of the United States of America. Our nation is to be great. We're to be a blessing to the world. And he will curse those who curse us and bless those who bless us. Genesis 14, 18. 
Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of Elohim Most High. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of Elohim Elyon, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be Elohim Elyon, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he, Abraham gave Melchizedek a tithe of all. Here's a man who's a high priest coming out to bless Abraham, and that blessing flows to us even till this day. And then in Genesis 22, 16, it says this, By myself I have sworn, says Jehovah, because you have done this thing and have not withheld your son, your only son, blessing I will bless you, multiplying I will multiply you, your descendants as the stars of the heaven and as the sand which is on the seashore. And your descendants shall possess the gate of their enemies. In your seed all the nations of the earth shall be blessed because you have obeyed my voice. So there's a blessing on us today because Abraham offered his son Isaac. And the last part of that is all nations of the earth shall be blessed. It's not just Israel. It's the United States of America. It's Michigan. It's every state in this union shall be blessed uh, because of what Abraham does. We need to quote these and speak these out loud. We need to pray these back to the throne of heaven and say, Father, remember your promise and bring it forth. Bless our nation again and remove the curse. Now, here's another blessing that we can speak. Number 6, 24 through 27. It says, Jehovah bless you and keep you. Jehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Jehovah lift up his countenance upon you and give you shalom. And by doing this, Aaron and his sons, they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. And then in uh, 1 Chronicles 4.10, we have the prayer of Jabez, which was for a blessing. The, the name Jabez means prayer and it actually says there in 1 Chronicles 4.10 that his mother named him pain because she had trouble in childbirth. And here's the prayer of Jabez. It says he was more noble than his brothers, and he prayed this, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and expand my boundaries, that your hand would be with me, and that you may keep me from the evil one so that I do not cause pain. Now turn that around and make it a blessing over America. Jehovah, bless America indeed. Expand our boundaries, meaning our influence in the world. May your hand be with us, and may you keep us from the Israel the evil one, so that we don't cause evil in the world. Now here's another blessing. In Matthew 5, 3-10, this is the Sermon on the Mount, Yeshua himself. These are the first words of his first sermon as he began his ministry. Led and empowered by the Holy Spirit, his first words, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see Elohim. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Our Savior, our Lord, our example, begins his ministry by speaking these blessings over the people that he's about to teach. And you can do the same thing. And you can add to the list as the Holy Spirit gives you utterance. 2 Corinthians 13, 14 
2 Corinthians 13, 14. The grace of our Lord, Yeshua Messiah, the love of Elohim the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be and abide with you also. Great blessing. 2 Peter 1, 2. 2 Peter 1, 2. Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of our Savior, Yeshua Messiah. Revelation 1, 4 and 5. Grace to you and peace from he who was and is and will be, from the seven spirits of Elohim, which are before the throne, and from Yeshua Messiah, the faithful witness and the firstborn from the dead. These are blessing, grace, divine enablement, peace, which is shalom, which is the fullness of heaven and uh, the fullness of what Yeshua purchased for us at Calvary. Speaking those words releases a blessing and breaks a curse. Now, here's one that's not specifically a blessing, but that I use and turn it into a blessing. 2 Corinthians 9.8. 2 Corinthians 9.8. Our God, our Elohim, is able to make all grace to abound toward you, that always, having all sufficiency in all things, you may have an abundance for every good work. And I just use that and, and I speak a blessing over people or, or areas. And I say, in the name of Yeshua, who came in the flesh, who suffered, died, and rose again, and sits at the right hand of the Father, by the blood of Messiah, which purifies from all unrighteousness, and by this word in 2 Corinthians 9.8, 9, 8, Father, God of all, creator of the universe, cause all grace to abound towards us, that always having all sufficiency in all things, we may have an abundance for every good work. And then I go, then I conclude it. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your blessings. So again here, the word peace is shalom in Hebrew, and it's all the goodness of heaven, all the goodness that was purchased for us by Yeshua at Calvary. It's health, it's long life, it's prosperity. And here's 3 John 2. 3 John 2, uh, John, uh, our apostle, is saying, Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health, just as your soul prospers. What a blessing. Just speak that. Go forth, pray, walk around your neighborhood, uh, drive around your neighborhood, get up early. We've got a window of three months here to really press in to the creator of the universe, the one who wants to bless, the one who has uh, can release the authority to, uh, to us to break these curses over America. And then grace. Uh, grace is the Greek word charis, uh, or charis. It is divine empowerment. It's the ability to do things uh, that only heaven can enable us to do. And then back, just back there to Romans 4, 17, Jehovah gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. And in Ephesians 5, 1, and let me get that, maybe it's 4, 1. It is 5.1. So, uh, Romans 4, give life to the dead and call things that are not as though they were. Uh, Ephesians 5.1, it says, Therefore be imitators of God as dear children. And this is how children learn. They imitate their parents. And so he's saying to us, imitate Jehovah. Imitate your Father in heaven. Do what he does. And Yeshua actually said that in John 
in 14, he said, The things I do, those who believe in me, the things I do, they will do also. And greater things they will do because I go to the Father. Yeshua is telling us to imitate him. Father is telling us to imitate. Let's do what he does. Let's go forth and call things that are not as though they were. This is a blessing. Now, one more scripture. Uh, James 1, 17. It says, Every good and perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variation or shadow of turning. So here's the Father of lights who gives every good and perfect gift. And that is, for me, and I'm encouraging you, the stimulus to praise him. This reversing the curse uh, is going to be done not only through speaking blessings, not only through repentance, but through our praise to really connect with your gratitude, to really connect with the giver of all good things, to take your time on your knees, on your face, take the time to stand and lift up your hands, to turn on some praise music and tune in to every good and perfect gift that has come down from above, from the Father of lights. He is good. He is righteous. He is merciful. He is the one who blesses and releases all the blessings. And our nation is in his hand right now. And let's, let's pray this through. Let's intercede. Let's praise and worship this through so that that angel isn't just stopped, but that angel puts his sword away into his sheath and is turned away from ever, any more plaguing the United States of America. Uh, this is my exhortation to you. This is what I will be doing in the next three months. And I, I exhort you and I encourage you to release the blessing that will break the curse. Shalom.